to God. We're so privileged to be in contact with every one of you, our friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. We are a family, the bride's first love, and to God, the bride along the way of the love of Christ, and the bride, and the bridegroom, and how we should live for Him. Amen. And only have eyes for Christ, our Savior, you're going to be mightily blessed. I thank God for uh, this opportunity, and I thank God for my wife, pillar of my strength and my life. Amen. And I thank God for each one of you. You are very special 
to the glory of God. Amen. Before I get into the preaching, let me remind you that Wednesday we are fasting. Amen. And this Wednesday, I would love us to fast around the fact of what I'm going to preach, but mainly also uh, that we are fasting so that we humble ourselves before the living God. Amen. So we are fasting to humble ourselves before God. Hallelujah. Do you have that? Amen. And we'll use David's example of humbling himself before God. David prayed after he sinned. He prayed Psalm 51. And I will just read to you from verse 10 of how David prayed. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will be converted to, me, to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God the God of my salvation. Do you know David did not only commit adultery, but he also planned that the husband of the woman he, he sinned with, that she, he gets killed. But yet David turned out to be a man after God's heart. But David knew to humble himself before the living God. Amen. And we want to humble ourselves before God. That is not to take things out, out under the blood, but it's just to remind us we've got nothing to be proud of. We've got nothing to have an inflated and a big ego. Amen. You should often do this, what David did. Amen. To confess his sin. And fasting is about humbling yourself. Psalm 35, verse 13, it will say there, I humbled my soul with fasting. Psalm 35, verse 13, it says there, As for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. In other words, David mourned for other people's sickness. And then he says, I humbled my soul with fasting. Praise God. To fast is to mourn your own state. Amen. And you know one of my favorite sayings is, the lower you go, the stronger the oil flows. Praise God. Amen. And here David was humbling himself before the living God. And it's the humble that God will raise up. So Wednesday as we fast, we humble our soul. And it's that area that needs humility, our soul. Our soul is our own will, our own emotions, and our own mind. I humble my mind. I bring my mind into subjection to your word. I bring my emotions and my affections because your affections, your loves, your loves for certain people are ungodly and are unhealthy. Amen. So I bring my affections under your will. 
praise God. If you follow your affections for certain people, they will take you to hell with them. Because you like them, you love them, and they go out of the will of God, and you follow them because of your affections. Sin came into the world because Adam followed his affections. He followed his love for Eve while Eve was satanic. Do you hear? While Eve was satanic. You remember your pastor is a man of God and not a man of the people. Praise God. I'm fighting for the standards of God and not catering for your flesh or your soul. Your soul needs to humble itself. Hallelujah. Your inflated ego needs to humble itself. Amen. The way you think, the way your emotions run, the way your will is humble yourself. I was just looking at certain pictures on Facebook of hell, and I said, oh my God, I never want to enter. I never want to enter into hell. Let it never touch my life, for I come near to that. And hell tells you what God thinks of sin. Okay? Do you hear me? So we repent. We ask forgiveness. We don't only repent, but we turn away from our sins. Proverbs 28, verse 13. We can get that Proverbs 28 because you need to turn away from your sin. Hallelujah. Praise God. Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. He who can conceal his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is our fasting. I use, do you hear my heart? Praise God. Amen. That is powerful. That is our time. Hallelujah. So this morning I'm preaching about uh, having dove's eyes. Isn't that very romantic? <laughs> Amen. Your first love. Praise God. Your first love is very strong. It's very sincere because you haven't been hurt. You haven't been uh, 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 disappointed. So your first love is your love with all your strength. Therefore, uh, 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 a broken heart after your first love finds very difficult to heal. You understand? Because your first love is your love with all your strength. Do you hear what I'm saying? You love with, you, you, you love with purity. You love with sincerity. You don't expect the other person to have deceit and have wrong uh, motives and things like that. You, 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 you just take things at face value and you love with all your strength. Now, when it comes to Christ Jesus our Lord, we ought to have our first love intact all the time for him. Praise God. We must love him with all of our strength. Why? Because the object you love, the person you love, there's no guile in him. He's not going to break your heart. 
Hey, do, do you know that Eel song that says, where do broken hearts go? <laughs> Can they find their way home? <laughs> what a sock. <laughs> okay, but Jesus will never break your heart. Jesus will never disappoint you. So you can love him with all of your strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. And dove's eyes speaks of you only have eyes for one person. That's a dove can only look at one object at a time. Therefore, as you see a dove move, you will see his head goes this way. And he, because he don't have eyes to see sideways or behind him, he only looks to the front. Therefore, the Holy Spirit comes in a form of a dove. And also, a dove has got no guile in him. You understand? This is very upright. Therefore, the Lord Jesus said of Nathaniel, when Nathaniel came to him, he says, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. A true Israelite. There's no guy. And the Lord said to him, you will see heaven open and angels descend and ascend from, from, from the Son of God. Hallelujah. An open heaven is for those who have first love. And it's for those who have dove's eyes. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I've got a saying. Love is a thing you can't explain. It tickles the heart and it affects the brain. Is it this soon reden as in I it affects the brain? Then my saying goes further, so don't play with love like a child play with toys. Because you can always mend a broken toy, but you'll find it hard. To mend a broken heart. Hey, do you hear me? Love is a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. You ask me, how do I know I've experienced it? And I'm living it. Hallelujah. Yes, my love sitting. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Jonathan Butler sings, falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. Hallelujah. What falling in love with Jesus, amen, and I keep falling in love with him, hallelujah. The love of Jesus is so wonderful, so wonderful, hallelujah. My love for him grows stronger all the time. Praise his blessed and wonderful name. There are three things that's amazing. The word is amazing in this. It says, amazing grace. Amen. So sweet, this, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. A sinner, a wicked, a yell-bound sinner. Amen. We say the Afrikaans, it was a yell-verdiente sonda. It's really true. In other words, I deserve hell, but it is amazing grace. Amen. That saved me. And then the second amazing is, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me. 
a sinner condemned and clean. Hallelujah. And the last amazing is the hymn that says, when I survey the wondrous cross, it says, love so amazing, so divine, such love demands my soul, my life, my all. In other words, how do I respond to such love? The love of Jesus displayed on the cross and his goodness that is following me and running after me. How do I respond? Amen. Love so amazing, so divine. It demands my soul, my life, my all. So his grace is amazing. I stand amazed in his presence. Amen. And I can say his love is so amazing. Here we go with the preaching. Father, bless your word. Let it come with power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. John 3, verse 29 and verse 30. Amen. My first scripture, John 3, verse 29 and verse 30. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Praise God. Hallelujah. John 3, verse 29 to verse 30. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. And so this joy of mine has been made full. He must increase, but I must decrease. Amen. I'm preaching to you this morning as a friend of the bridegroom. I'm not your friend as your pastor. I'm the friend of the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's my duty to look after his bride as his friend. Hallelujah. And as his friend, he shares his secrets. The bridegroom shares his secrets with his friend. Hallelujah. The friend understands the bridegroom's heart. Hallelujah. Do you hear what I'm sharing? He knows the likes and dislikes of the bridegroom. Amen. So I'm preaching as a friend of the bridegroom. And my purpose is that he must increase more and more in your life as you decrease. Less of you and more of him so that you by the later look just like him. Hallelujah. Praise God. You become just like him. Just look at 1 John chapter 3. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 3. It, will says, it says here, See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. And such we are. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. The world don't know us, because we are children. To say I'm, child, I'm a child of God, means God is my Father. Hallelujah. And your Father wants the best for you. 
Amen. Now John says, how great a love the Father has bestowed on us. Verse 2, beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we shall be. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Our hope is what the band was singing. Amen. We, what a day of rejoicing it will be when we all see Jesus. Amen. But this verse says, then we will be like him. So what I read to you is he must increase and you must decrease. Spiritual growth is not knowledge of the Bible, how many scriptures you know. It's are you more like Jesus? Amen. Are you becoming more like him? He must increase and you must decrease. Second Corinthians chapter 11. As I said, I'm preaching and trying to tell you what is my purpose as a friend of the bridegroom. Are you blessed? Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 2. Are you there? Verse 2. For I am jealous for you, says the Apostle Paul, with a godly jealousy. For I betrothed or joined you to one husband, that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. I am afraid. He don't say only I am jealous. He says I am afraid. Lest as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your mind should be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For if one comes and preach another Jesus, whom we have not preached, you receive, you receive, uh, 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 or, uh, or you receive a different spirit which you have not received or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you bear this beautifully. Do you see two emotions of the friend of the bridegroom? He says, I'm jealous and I'm afraid. Praise God, I want you to keep your first love. As a friend of the bridegroom, I am jealous. Praise God. Jealousy means I want you completely for myself. Praise God. And this godly jealousy that the apostle Paul had, he wants you to he wants to have you completely for Christ. Praise God. He don't want anything to come between you and Christ Jesus. Jealousy is a strong thing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but and God is a jealous God. God is not scared to say he is a jealous God. Amen. Do you hear what I'm preaching? Just look in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 22. But let's read from verse 20, um, 20. No, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons. First 
Corinthians 10 verse 20. And not to God. And I do not want you to become sharers with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? We are not stronger than he. Are we? Amen. So with your mixture with the world, don't let anything else take the place of Christ Jesus. Because if you do so, you are provoking the Lord to jealousy. And you are not stronger than him. You're going to lose the fight as he fights for your heart. Praise the Lord. He will discipline you. He will correct you. You will undergo judgment and punishment if you are a true child of God. But the Lord's jealousy, you have provoked it because of being unfaithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. He must reign supreme in your life. No mommy, daddy, no girlfriend, nobody else must take his place. Even in marriage, amen, Christ reign supreme. Hallelujah. Otherwise, he will turn things upside down in your marriage and in your life and in every, because he's fighting for the first and the top place in your heart. Hallelujah. You have provoked the Lord to jealousy. Isn't that verse powerful? Verse 22. Let's read it again. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Provoke his money may quiet market. Taste the swak for me. Take an it in my stani. You will lose the fight. Don't provoke me to jealousy. I want you for myself. Hallelujah. I'm preaching this Valentine. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching to you. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. Hallelujah. The love of Jesus is so wonderful. James chapter 4. Turn there please. I'm just reading to you some scripture on the jealousy of God. Praise God. Not brother James. James chapter 4. Hallelujah. James is a roi hemp on for ochen. It's gefaalig. Hallelujah. That's a band with the choir that sing. My Jesus is gefaalig. James chapter 4 verse 4. Amen. And here he speaks verse 4. He speaks of. If you go and befriend the world and a sinner, amen. Every one of you who are born again, you don't get a girlfriend or a boyfriend that's a sinner. Do you hear me? It's The Bible says you cannot be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Is that clear? That's the scripture. I can, I can remember I was in high school. And here somebody comes uh, to me and, and call me to where the, the staff's cars are parked, this girl. And she said to me, I like you. I said, 
I said to her, but you a sinner. You are not, and I am not even in the age of anything like that. Amen. I said, it will never happen. I said, you a sinner. I'm a born again Christian. Then she saw me walking over wood, over Salt River Bridge with my two sisters. She said, but you are walking then with other girlfriends. <laughs> Do you hear me? But I immediately know what the Bible is saying. Amen. I, do you hear me? Praise God. And I used to explain to the young people as a youth leader, I say, if you stand on a table, you the believer. And the sinner, you want to have a relationship with the sinner that's a girlfriend or the boyfriend and the person stand at the bottom. And you say, Pastor, I'm going to pull him up. I'm going to bring him into the will of God. It's far easier for him to pull you down than for you to pick, pull him up. My God. And the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, Don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Is that clear? Praise God. And you have a good pick in the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. James chapter 4, verse 4. And I want to get to verse 5. You adulteresses. In other words, to have a sinner as your friend is committing adultery against God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear what the word of you adulteresses? Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Is that clear? Is that clear? Hallelujah. An enemy of God. Hey, and as somebody said, the sinner's father is the devil. And you want to marry the sinner. So the devil becomes your father-in-law. What a shock. Yo, do you, would you like to have the devil as your father-in-law? My God. Father, I pray that you will give our young people the right life partner. In the name of Jesus, lead them together at the right time in Jesus' name. Man, verse 10, verse 5. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no avail? Or do you think that the Bible speaks for no purpose? It says here, he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. Can I give you a good translation? It says the spirit with jealousy desires to have you for Christ and Christ alone. Hallelujah. The spirit with jealousy desires to have you for Christ and Christ alone. Hallelujah. So I'm preaching in, in three titles. I'm a friend of the bridegroom. Number two, I'm a spiritual father. And number three, I preach as a camel of God. Hallelujah. 
as the camel of God. If you are part of the bride of the Lord Jesus, because in Genesis 24, Rebecca is a type of the church, the bride of Christ. Praise God. Amen. I can tell you the most romantic person is God himself. Amen. God is God is love. Nobody would have known what love is if God didn't share a piece of his love. Amen. God put in us this great quality of love. But God is the source of love. Hallelujah. And the story in Genesis, I'm, I'm trying to explain to you the importance of the camel. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I, 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 I sat one day on a camel in Egypt. I was, I was quite shocked and surprised. Amen. We went to, on our way to Israel, we went to Egypt. And here we went to the pyramids. And there were guys with camels that take you into the desert. But we were not planning to get onto any camel. And he could see we are not interested. So he said, you, sir, have you ever felt how it feels on a camel? Let's just sit on the camel. As I went to go sit, he, he instructed the camel to stand up. As the camel got up, I, I look at my wife. I said, wow, I am sitting so high. I said, please stop. He says, no, just take a ride with the camel. And there we went. But before we start, he says, don't you want to get onto the other camel, my wife? And she got onto it. Amen. And there he took us into the desert. Yes, it was an experience. And when we returned, he demanded his money. I said, no. I never asked you. He says, no, but you must pay. Amen. It's his business. So he gave me a price, and by that time I knew uh, to convert, and I said, no, I'm, nev I'm never going to pay so much money. Amen. And so I negotiated a good price, and I blessed him. Amen. But here's the story of Genesis 24, and it is a lengthy chapter, 64 or so much verses. Why? Because God, through the story, want to convey his heart as the father and the heart of Isaac who is the type of the of the Lord Jesus Christ and Rebecca as the type of the church the name Rebecca you would like to know what the name Rebecca means rare unique amen can i put it in my words uh, it, it it says um, too good to be true Amen. That's what Rebecca means. Too good to be true. Hallelujah. Praise God. She's too good to be true. And that's one of my core hymns or my songs also. Eh? You're just too good to be true. I can't keep my eyes off you. You feel like heaven to touch. Oh, you know I love you so much. Just too good 
to be true. I can't keep my eyes off you. Wow. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. When I fell in love with my wife, I went to go and work for God in Sardinia. And after I had to walk quite a long distance to make a phone call to her. And I had to go and I, to, and I had some money and I put the money in these uh, phones, those old phones. And then we threw. Hallelujah. And I sang a song to my wife over the phone. In the office, they wanted to know why you're so quiet. But she was listening to the vo angelic voice. And the song was of Cliff Richard. All day I'm walking in a dream. I'm thinking about you constantly. It's of a Raiden prophet saying, All day I'm walking in a dream. I think about you constantly. Your name is whispered by the breeze, and lovebirds bring your song to me. Ek gaan lief stil ophou. Dan kom my salwing. Amen. But I'm trying to tell you the love of the Lord Jesus. In the story of Genesis 24, Abram is a type of God the Father. He wants a bride for his son Isaac. And he called his servant who were over all his possessions. And the Bible says Abram was rich in every way. That's God. And then Abram said to the servant who is a type of the Holy Spirit. Go and look a for a bride for my son Isaac. Don't go to the world. Go to my people. So he said, uh, uh, um, if she don't want to come, can I take? He says, no, she must come. Praise God. Amen. And the servant's name is not mentioned at all in the whole of the chapter. The reason is because he's a type of the Holy Spirit. His name is other places mentioned. His name is Eliezer. But in this event, is because the Holy Spirit has come. He's, we don't know his name, the Holy Spirit. The Father has a name, the Son has a name, but not the Holy. We just know him as the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he wants to let the spotlight fall on Christ Jesus and not on himself. Hallelujah. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. And then the Holy Spirit, this servant, took ten camels with him. Praise God. And those camels are a type of the fivefold ministers. Why? Because you have ten fingers. Two hands. When it comes to a bride, you're for it. Amen. Amen. But what it means is be occupied with this task. Both hands must be at work to purify and bring the bride to Isaac. Ten camels. What was the key who's going to be the bride? The man said as he went, he prayed by himself, standing by the camels, he says, there's so many ladies coming out to draw water from the well. 
Who is it going to be? He says, Lord, the one who are prepared to give me water. But not only for me, but also for my camels. And one camel drink many liters of water. And here Rebecca came without her knowing about this prayer. She came, she draw water, and she came and asked the man, do you want some water? And he drank the water. Then from herself, she said, I will give to your camels also. Wow! Praise God. That was the key. Praise God. So the key of you becoming the bride is what is your attitude towards God's camels? Amen. Am I not a camel? A camel means I have always water. Amen. You are in the desert. This world is a wilderness to believers. This world is a dry place. This world, you don't know your direction towards the bridegroom. You don't have any, uh, in the desert, there's no roads, there is no signs. You don't know how to get to the bridegroom, but you depend on the camel. Hallelujah. The camel knows the way to the bridegroom. But the key, if you are part of the bride in the church, is your attitude and your honor for the camels. Not even your relationship with the Holy Spirit because the servant said, she must give to me. In other words, you must have a relationship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And there are many who are so-called saved. They do a lot of things but they have no relationship with the Holy Spirit. He don't guide them. He don't convict them. You must tell them that they've done something wrong. They want to tear churches apart. They will, uh, the Antichrist are evil. And there is no conviction of the Holy Spirit over them. No, they go on. They don't listen to him. It's a sign you don't qualify as part of the bride. And secondly, the key was, if she gives water to the camels also. And see, Rebecca said, I will water the camels. And that was powerful. We watch her as she moved with the bucket. The camels drank and were uh, their thirst quenched. He said, whose daughter are you? She said, I am the daughter of Abram's father. And he started to bow down and worship God. And he said, the Lord has made my way prosperous. He took out two gifts for her, a nose ring of gold and a bra two bracelets of gold, which speaks of discernment. Hallelujah. If you're part of the bride, you will have discernment. I smell something fishy. Your nose, you will be able to discern. This is a dangerous so-called believer. The company where I'm keeping, 
I must get out here. You have to smell. You can smell a rat. You can smell something's wrong with this brother, with this person. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Therefore, Paul says, I am jealous for you. I am fearful for you. Because, because he says there in 2 Corinthians 11, because some come with the other Jesus. They also speak about Jesus. These false dogs and believers and people sing long hymns and prayers. They also, but it's a other Jesus. And it's a other spirit they have. And it's a other gospel they believe. It's a gospel and a Jesus and a spirit that will take them to hell. Because the devil is a great imitator. He's a great deceiver. Don't you follow them. Uh, if you have a camel, he will give you a nose ring and a brace, gold bracelet to work for God. Your arms are strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Amen. Can I give you some tips what a camel does? Like me in Egypt those years back, 2015, when you honor them, he hates you. Amen. Your pastor, me, the camel, lifts you high. Praise God. You can see high from a height. Praise God. Amen. I love you. You become heavenly minded. Praise God. The camel's function, it makes you heavenly minded. Number two, the camel takes you out of the territory of creeping things. Because in the desert, there are spiders, there are snakes, there are scorpions. Those are demons. A camel takes you away from demons. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? This is the function if you have. I want to ask anybody who are tuning, do you have a spiritual father? Do you have someone who's a friend of the bridegroom? Do you have a camel that can lift you to become heavenly minded? Amen. It's your attitude towards the camels that will determine your destiny. Praise God. Your attitude must be of honor and respect. Hallelujah. Amen. There's only one commandment with a promise. Honor your father and your mother. And it will be well with you. And you will live long in the earth. Amen. You don't need to agree with them. But you need to honor them. Honor and activate the anointing. Hallelujah. Honor your father and your mother. This church is your mother. We gives you a home of love. You have met one another here. Amen. You would not have known one another if it was not for this church. Praise God. You've met people here because there's a father. Amen. There's a father in the house. Praise the Lord. Amen. Third function, a camel feeds you the water of the Holy Spirit. Number four, a camel gives you food to eat. Praise God spiritual food to eat. You would have been slammed spiritually if it was not for me. Amen. Praise God. You are drinking of my 
of my water, the Holy Spirit that flows through me. The anointing that flows through me. Hallelujah. And this camel never runs dry. If you notice, how many years am I preaching for you? And you have to say, this camel never runs dry. I don't search and struggle for scriptures or for preaching. Man, because I live in fellowship with the friend of the bridegroom. Hallelujah. He shares with me his secrets. Hallelujah. <coughs> A camel smells an oasis in the desert from afar. Amen. There's no rivers. There's no pools. There's no lagoon, but there are oasis. Hey, and once you meet an oasis, it's a, it's a laughingness in the desert. It's there where palm trees are. Hallelujah. Only by oasis are palm trees. Praise God. And heaven, I met you. Uh, heaven, I led you to an oasis of Bishop Derek. Amen. I, I could have smelled this man. It's an oasis. You would have never known Bishop Dag. You would have never known certain pastors. You would have never known Derek Prince if it was not for the camel that could smell. Here is an oasis. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's my duty to purify and beautify you for Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31. Hallelujah. 5, verse 31. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife. Do you see there? Not cleave to your girlfriend. You cleave to your wife. Do you hear there? We don't believe in sex before marriage. And lose living. Praise God. No cleaving before leaving. Amen. Say it with me. No cleaving before leaving. Amen. And you leave your mother and your father. And it's mainly the, the husband that struggled to leave. Okay. Because his mom is boring. Wow. What a shock. You hear me, Matthew? Amen. But verse 32 says, this mystery is great. What, but we're speaking in reverence to Christ and the church. Amen. Paul was speaking about marriage. But he says, listen, I was actually speaking about Christ and the church. Hallelujah. So Christ Jesus is this man that left his father's house. He left heaven for a bride. Praise God. He left heaven to come and seek a bride. And he left. Hey, it's very difficult to leave your mother. But he left his mother also for the church. His mother is the Jews. He is a Jew. He was born out of the Jewish uh, 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 offspring. Out of the Jew. He's a Jew. But he left them. For what? For a Gentile bride. How powerful is that? Paul says this was a mystery in the Old Testament. Praise God. Daniel, 
Elijah, David, they didn't know about this. It was revealed to the apostle Paul that Christ Jesus will have a Gentile bride. And you and I are part of the bride. Give the Lord some praise. And we are married in community of property. Praise God. That Sena is his Isn't that beautiful? Hey, man, the met die achterdeur op. Way of escaping. But Jesus, the, the Lord says, we are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. You are stinking rich, Mr. Zalano. Praise God. You are stinking rich. Praise God. Amen. Because I'm married to Christ Jesus. Praise God. He left father. He left mother to cleave. Amen. He, he sticks like bostic. You know bostic sticks, yo. Amen. But Jesus sticks with us through thick and thin, through difficulty, through you afalachit and dear upstand. You say, but the Lord sticks. Man, the Lord sticks. He sticks with me. Hallelujah. Let me show you his love. Ephesians chapter 3. Four dimensions of his love. Ephesians 3 verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted and grounded in love. Do you see there are two things? Grounded means you solidly cemented in the love of Christ for you. But rooted means you are growing in love. Amen. Your love is growing. So it's, it's grounded in cement. Solid. Niemand gaat van mij moe van hier af. Ik mag even hier vallen daar. Maar niemand gaat van mij moe. I'm cemented. I'm grounded. And by the way, I'm not only grounded, I am also rooted. This thing is growing. And say, don't think it's normal. Then you have my next man. Do you have? And then verse 18 says, sorry, verse 18. And may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. In other words, this is something you must know, but it's actually beyond knowing. As somebody says, it's better felt than told. Die ding is bitter om te voel as om oor te praat. Verstaan? If you say, you, you want to describe how you love your wife. You say, Tarkus, I cannot explain it. You, you, you need to feel it yourself. You need to experience it. Amen. Let me give you the four dimensions because I'm trying to move faster. Here it speaks of the length of his love. It's four dimensions. The length of Christ's love. What is the length? He loved you before you were born. He loved you in eternity past. This is everlasting love for you. 
say you must take it to yourself. He loves me long before I was born. Praise God. And he will love you for all eternity. Paul says to comprehend with all the saints the length of his love. The width of his love is he loves all kinds. Whether you were prostitute, whether you were murderer, whether you from this church or from that cult or that faith, in this love, there's all kinds of people. Atheists. Hey, all kinds of people. Thieves and criminals. Corrupt people. He loves them. They are his now. They're born again. They're saved. That's the width, the breadth of his love. Hallelujah. And the depth of his love. I was sinking deep in sin, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. Christ, my Savior, lifted me. Now safe am I. Hallelujah. The lowest of the lowest. Ik sê daar ding, jo, ek het moos hier getuienis in het. Daar kom die broer na, die opa sê die broer, die ding hy was sleeg. Hier staan sleeg self. <laughs> Amen. But, but that's the depth of his love. The fourth dimension, the height of his love to take all of this and make them a heavenly people. To make them children of God. To make them part of the bride of Christ. Oh, the height of his love. The fifth dimension is, he loved you at the cost of his own life. Hey, if you can love somebody, and you prepare to stop exist for the sake of that person. And Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, God demonstrated his love towards us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What that mean while there was nothing good in us? Because before that, Romans 5, he says, for a righteous man, you might want to think you're going to die. For a good man, you may want to die. You might die as a bodyguard for Mandela, no? but because you, there's something good in that man. But he died for you and I while there was nothing good in him. At the cost of his own life. Amen. This is a love number six that came to seek you. Hallelujah. Why the Bible says he came to seek and to save those who were lost. To seek. In other words, when he came, they ran away from him. Amen. Isn't it so? Kom by die huisdienst, waar is die sondags, die en die, is nie hulle weggehaal ook. Sy het ook weggehaal ook. Sy sê daar nie. But his love came to seek you. Wow. He came to seek you. Number seven, the seven dimension of his love. This love is more relentless than another. Relentless means it doesn't stop. It keeps on coming. It wave after wave. Wave after wave. Amen. Isaiah 49 verse. What's the verse? Verse 14 to verse 16 says, 
Zion says, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten about me. The Lord says, can a woman forget a nursing child and have compassion on the son of a womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget you. Verse 16, behold, I have inscribed you in, on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. I'm describing the love. Listen. Next verse, if you don't study the love of the Lord and meditate, your love cannot be established. Understand, these are things that occupy this Hannah's heart all the time. Even as I worship, I think, God, my mother might have forgotten. You know these mothers today? Just give birth to the baby, put him in a birth bin. There are others that don't care anymore for their children. Children are a nuisance. They go and grab them early morning by the mall, change and sit, and pick them up the evening. Just give her something. Give her a hobby. No interest in your school. The school meeting parents, they are not they don't care. They only care when you come with a board and want to give you a hiding because you can. This is the world. So your mother may forget you. But the Lord says, I will not forget you. Amen. You are inscribed in the palms of my hands. Not written. Not indelible ink. in the softest part of your heart, in the palm, in the middle of your heart. Your walls are continually your limits. Amen. He won't allow things to happen to you beyond limits. Praise God. He will protect you. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Just turn to songs of songs and I need to get done. Verse chapter 1. Verse 12, Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, hallelujah. It's called the Song of Songs because there's no higher song than this. Amen. Song of Songs, here we go. Verse 12 says, while the king was at his table, my perfume gave forth its fragrance. Praise God. When we have the Lord's table, when we break bread, you must respond to this love. You must open up your perfume. You must gasp your love for the Lord. You must express what he means for you. Do you hear what, what, the, what the song say? While the king was at his table, my perfume gave forth its fragrance. Not cheap spray. Perfume, perfume from Paris. Hey, just a few mills. You love what man says, you got crazy right as you grow Give me some To hear it sing your motive. Hey, in other words, your most, in fact, Derek Prince called it extravagant love. 
dispensing you pour out your heart to God in Jesus Christ there's three times in the Bible please write them down and this afternoon go and read them and meditate on them three times where they anointed Jesus women with perfume amen and the cost of it was a year's wages and the people around them said, what a waste. Stop this. And what Sumani preached out of this, and he says, the world and the carnal Christian, if you are consecrating yourself to God, they will say, what a waste of this young man's life. But in death is your destiny. Your calling. Amen. The world don't know the value of Jesus Christ. And they will say, this is a waste. This young man could have reached that potential. He could have gone back in the world, that occupation. But just for a pity that he's born again, serving the Lord. That's what Jesus said. Of the deed this woman has done, it will speak of her all where, where the gospel is preached. They will everywhere say, what a waste. What a waste. But you who knows the value of Jesus Christ will pour out your heart. Amen. If I think of myself and the plans when I was at school, high school, of growing for myself, I can never grow for Jesus. I can't do it. I don't have it. If I went my own way, Amen. You need to seek the will of God. Praise God. And pour your life out. I give you those three points. John chapter 12. That's the priestly anointing. Luke chapter 7. Anointing as a prophet. And Mark chapter 14. The woman came. She was a sinner. She poured out her oil. give you three enemies that wants to attack your first love and wants to attack your backslides. But Song of Solomon, amen, verse, verse 15, sorry, verse 15, chapter 1, that you can see it's in the Bible, the dove's eyes. Praise God. Verse 15. It says, how beautiful you are, my darling. This is Christ speaking of the church. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are Do you have it? Praise God. The Lord says to Rebecca, the church, how beautiful you are. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are wonderful. Do you have backslides for Christ? Or are you sidetracked? Amen. I give you the three enemies. These were the three enemies of Esther. She put three men on a gallows, on a pole. And the first enemy is the Antichrist. Amen. Divided in two. That's the spirit against the cross, number one. Against sacrifice. Amen. Do you have that enemy? Because she put three men on a pole, Esther. Praise God. 
And these are the three enemies. The one is against sacrifice. When you sacrifice for the Lord Jesus, people get upset. You can go and work in Santon and leave your family for, for a job. But if you go there and work for the Lord, your family will be upset. Understand? Do you hear what I'm preaching? Amen. You can go and do anything for the world, but not for Christ. Then they will think you're crazy. Wow. As I said to you, this young man went to go work for God from Bishop Dash Church. He went to go and preach in the country. He often told his daddy, he want, his daddy was completely against it. With his education, his, the sons that when he said to his dad, said, then go. Chris respect everything. And as he said, come and say goodbye, his daddy gave him a big smack. And he left. And after a year, he called his dad and his mom, and he had a hundred people at his church. Win them for God. As his daddy and mommy sat there and he preached, his dad started to weep. His daddy started to cry. His daddy got up and asked forgiveness because look at the value of his son. hundred people are going to heaven now because of his son. You can be that person. But you need to be against those who hate sacrifice. And the second enemy is against the Holy Spirit, anti-anointing. People that don't like the power of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. And I'm closing now. And the third enemy was our Haman, was Mordecai, against anti-fathers. Amen. Anti-fathers. Anti-sacrifice, number one. Entire the Holy Spirit, entire fathers. I'm closing. Do you see those three enemies? Amen. Haman hated Mordecai, but Mordecai was Esther's father. She may, he made her. Hallelujah. So the world is against spiritual fathers and those who fight fathers. They will hang themselves. Because the Bible says, Haman hang on the pole he made for Mordecai. Amen. It will be your spiritual suicide. It's your end. Because you go up again and you don't qualify as the bride. Because the king is the prince. Hallelujah. Can I give you some two more? Those who are come up against fathers. Imagine you raise your hand for your father, biological. It's, a, it's, it's the most disgusting thing. To, but many are in this church, raise their hands and their mouths against those who fathered and fed them and raised them. Haman hang on his own pole. The second example is Ham. What happened to him? The other two sons, they walk in to cover Noah's nakedness. Because Noah was drunk. He was wrong. But who dare you to go and spread the nakedness of, of, of uh, Noah? 
Noah woke up, he cursed them. He says, you will be a servant of servants. You will be the lowest of servants. And look at Africa, the sons of Ham. Ham means sunburn. Look at Africa because of the curse. And Africa looks for their ancestors, their fathers. They look for their blessing and they struggle with drunkenness. They struggle with drugs. They struggle with drunkenness because they laughed and mocked at the father. Should cover the nakedness of your father. As you grow up and you see the faults and the mistakes in your daddy because he's just a human being, don't use his faults because he brought you through the flood. He brought you out of sickness, ran to hospitals, and made a way for you at school and everywhere. Don't you raise your voice. Absalom! The Bible says Absalom stood up against David. And he had long hair because he was a rebel. Beautiful. But as the meal was going under him through the forest, his long hair in the wind got stuck in a branch. And he was hanging between heaven and earth as the meal was going. And here Joab came and Joab put Three spears to Absalom's heart. So that those who will die will stand between the spiritual lives. I'm closing. Who is your camel in your life as you will listen to the spiritual? Do you have a spiritual father? If not, you can even be in this church and you haven't seen me yet as your father. Listen to me. You will be an orphan if you don't have a spiritual father. It depends on your heart as the camel. It depends on your heart. You might eat my food and stand up against me. As the Bible says of, of Judas, he ate my food and lifted up his heel against me. He lifted up your heel, he's, he licked my bell. is a snake that bites the hand that feeds you. Amen. Acts chapter 20, 28. The Bible says, you don't need to turn there. It says, when uh, Paul brought the sticks to the fire, here comes the Lord. Lord. And you will think it will be the death of your father. No, Paul. march forward. Hallelujah. This is a friend of the bridegroom. He's the camel of God. You need to have a camel. Every believer. Malachi, the last chapter says, it ends with a curse, the Old Testament. He says, I will lead the hearts of the fathers to the children. Not the minds, the hearts. I, we, we are we heart connected. Amen. Are, are you connected in your heart? And the hearts of the children to the fathers. Lest I smite the earth with a curse. And God in his wisdom 
Some people don't have, uh, had, not, had not a good father biological, but God make the best effort to give you a spiritual father. Some of you, you ha- don't know even your father, yet you don't want to adopt and give him the name of God as your father. Do you hear me? Some of you have a dysfunctional, a weak father. You need someone. Someone who in the world that spoiled you, raised you up, with a wrong values in life. But the next best thing is God provided a spiritual father that can correct you and direct you and lead you to Isaac the Gilgalite. Isaac means life. You will giggle with laughter. You will giggle with joy. You will say, oh my. By yourself, you will laugh and others will say, why are you laughing? It's because it's God. I'm thinking of his father. I'm thinking of his guarantee. I'm thinking of his intercessory prayer. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. Why are you giggling? I'm thinking of my spiritual father. The blessings. Amen. As I often think of Watchman Nee, my spiritual father. I'm very blessed listening even every morning, even on CCFM Cape. Amen. Thinking of Bishop Dan. I have that photos there. My wife had it made when I turned, I think, 60 or so. Amen. I was so blessed. One of them stand right next to my bed by me now. It's my picture. Praise God. It's our Father in heaven. Amen. He's our Prince. Hallelujah. Don't be silent for he raised you, brought you from the womb. I'm here to protect you from the creeping things. I'm here to feed you. I'm here to lead you to an oasis. Can we stand please and give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. 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 As Rebecca came closer to where Isaac was, she asked, who is that man coming here? I said, that is Isaac. And she lowered her veil and said, it's my father. Why? Because the veil speaks of my parents. Apologize. And her parents blessed her and said, may you defeat all the giants. May you become thousands of Amen. Raise your hands and receive the blessing of the Lord. Father, those who receive me as their spiritual father, I bless them. Those who turn and lift up their hands against me as a spiritual father, do, O God, those who persist, do with them what your word speaks to them. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, your angels will protect everyone in Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, not only here, but those at home, those who my wife and myself are responsible for, guard them from sickness, this virus, and evil. Let your angels protect them. May they be blessed. 
financially, as many in our church, even at this time, get promotions in their workplace. Let that keep on happening. Get increase. Get blessing. Bless us financially. Bless us with joy and peace. Receive the joy of the Lord. Receive the peace of God. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive the blessing of the camel of God and the Father in the faith. Receive your blessing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. Thank you, Nicholas. When we all get to heaven,